Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Let's just maintain this atmosphere that we're in because there are a lot that are fighting battles. We're going to pray over these prayer requests. Father, we thank you that you are the miracle worker. We thank you that you are the way maker and you are the promise keeper. And we fight our battles through worshiping you because worship is the greatest warfare that we know. When we lift our hands to you and we surrender all that we are to worship you, when there is a battle going on around us, we know that we always fight our battles from victory. Not gaining victory, but having victory. We fight from a stance of you've got this. You're making the way. You're working the miracles. And you are keeping your promises Because you are a promise-keeping God. You are a miracle-working God. You are a way-making God where there seems to be no way. You will make a way. You make the way smooth. You make the way so that we can follow you by leaning into you, by seeking your face. Father, as we lift these prayer requests to you, we thank you for what you're doing in each one of these people's life. We can come against the enemy that is causing darkness in our loved ones by worshiping you, by giving you praise and glory, knowing that your word says that none should perish But all should come to the knowledge of God. That every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is none other but you who their tongues will confess. They will hear only the voice of their Lord and Savior. They will hear you whistle after them. They will hear you call their name. They will hear the song that you sing around them. And the voice of a stranger they will not listen to. They will not listen to. Father, we thank you. For the many thanksgivings, for the many miracles that you are performing in our church and in our loved ones and all over this country. Miracles, miracles, miracles. Everywhere Jesus went, 
he did many miracles, enough that the books could not contain them all. There are not enough books in anybody's library to contain all of the miracles that God has done through his son Jesus as he walked on the face of the earth. Even when he is a place where they would not accept him, he did but a few miracles. So, Father, we thank you for the miracles that you're working. We thank you that your miracle-working hand can remove brain tumors. We thank you that your name, Jesus, Jehovah Rapha, is above every name. It is above cancer. It is above brain tumors. It is above depression. It is above oppression. It is above sickness of any kind. It is above pain of any kind. It is above everything. Father, thank you that you have sent your word and you have healed us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that your word is strong and everlasting. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, Father, for the prodigals coming home. We come against every addiction other than the addiction and hunger and thirst for Jesus Christ. We come against every addiction with the blood of Jesus, with the name of Jesus. And we say you have no place in our loved ones. You will not have them. They belong to Jesus. They are covered in the blood of Jesus. Jesus died on a cross for their salvation. And though they may not know him yet, they will know him. They will profess him as Lord. They will call upon his name in a time of need. They will, they will, they will. Our nieces, our nephews, our sons, our daughters, our fathers, our mothers. Father, you are bringing them into the kingdom of God. You are calling them out. You are bringing conviction on them. Holy Spirit, that is why Jesus put you in here. You are here to bring conviction. It's not our job to bring conviction on any of them. It is our job to love them and accept them right where they're at. Jesus, just like you did with each one of us. When we were walking in a place where we we should not have been walking. You let us walk there, but yet you continually pursued us. And Lord, I thank you that you are continuing to pursue us. And you are continuing to pursue the lost. And you are continuing to bring them in. We call them into every seat in this church. We call them into every seat in any church, Father, that is preaching your truth, your gospel, your goodness, your mercy, your forgiveness. We call them into that place, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the manifestation of your glory in your churches, Lord. In your churches where your truth is being preached, where your truth is being taught, where your mercy and your forgiveness is being handed out, where your love continues to draw us all to the place that we need to be, where you are continually building us all. The word says to work out your salvation daily. 
daily, Father. And it also says that salvation without repentance is dead. So, Father, we ask you to forgive all of those, Father, that are not walking with you. We ask you to forgive them, Father, that your mercy and your grace could abound in them, that your mercy and your grace would fall upon them and bring them to their knees, that they would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that there would be no other that they would adore other than you, Lord, other than you. We thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace. We thank you, Father, as we seek your face tonight at this prayer meeting. Let it become a Pentecostal prayer meeting, Lord. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Father, for 30 years of inhabiting this property. Thank you, Father, for the miracles that you've done in this church. And you will continue to do because this church is marked by miracles. We have one of the greatest miracles here. The man who was risen from the dead and walks among us continually. His presence alone declares that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Woo, glory, 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 glory. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 You talk about miracles. You know, your prayers, the prayers of the righteous man have been much. And I, I want to tell you about fighting the battle through prayer and praise. A friend of mine who's a parole officer had a conversation with a man who was in crisis. Will you connect with this guy? And everything welled up in me, fear and apprehension. And I knew it's a battle. And I said, give me his name. And I contacted him. And he was in the grips of despair. And the only thing I could do was talk and talk to him about God and how much he loves him and how precious he is. And this morning when I called him to follow up with him, again, it's there, this depression, this despair. And again, I just encourage him. And I knew I was in battle, and I sent it out to the prayer chain. And I want to tell you what the prayers of the righteous and what happened today is at 9, 6, 15, I got a call back from this man. He said, I want to tell you what happened today and how God delivered me and the joy is coming and the peace is coming. And his mama's Bible, his mama's Bible, he opens it up to the book of John. He goes into the book of John. He starts reading the book of John. Now, I haven't told him to do this yet, but God did. His spirit man is alive. And he starts reading the book of John. So I get the phone call, and I'm talking to him. And he's telling me this praise report about how the prayers of the saints have gone forth and before him. And he is, I am so excited about the newness of his life and what the devil meant for evil. God will make for good. And, I, and he said, and I said, listen, can you, and he, I didn't know about the book of John thing. But I said, can you do me a favor? Open that Bible of your mama's, his mama's past. I said, open up to the book of John. He goes, you're not going to believe this. I already did. God took me there. I opened it up. I started reading. I says, confirmation of what God wants for you. And so I know, thank you for praying. Thank you because it is by the power of prayer. As we pray, God answers. Not a sparrow falls from the tree that doesn't go unnoticed. And those fallen will be restored. Hallelujah. So thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your mercy prevails. Thank you, Father. There is no oppression that you can't burst through in a moment's notice and change the heart of that oppression. 
to a heart of gladness and a heart of joy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus. Father, we pray for this person's grandma. <laughs> She's struggling with dementia. Father, we thank you that you put on her the helmet of salvation. And that in that helmet is wisdom to know how to walk in the grace that you have provided for this grandma. And we come against dementia with the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are not a God that you would forget anything. You have given us the mind of Christ. Father, and I thank you that this woman, I don't know if she's saved or not. It doesn't say that. But Father, I thank you that you can give her the mind of Christ. You can bring all things to her remembrance. That she would have knowledge of where she is, who she is, and that that would never leave her. Father, we thank you for a miracle. A miracle. A miracle, a miracle, a miracle. Father, we lift up Leanne's mom's health, and we pray for peace for Leanne and her sister Judy. We thank you, Father. Jesus bore all sickness and all disease on his back when he took the brutal beating of that whip. And Father, we thank you that once again you perform a miracle. Father, we join in agreement with Leanne's prayers and we say, Health is to her mama. Health is to her mama. Praise you, Lord. Father, we thank you for a new job. We thank you, Father, that you make all the crooked places straight. And you supply all our needs according to your riches and glories. You have given us life abundantly in every situation. We thank you for the manifestation of your abundance. Your abundance. Sometimes, Lord, it's just knowing that you got this. That brings peace to us, no matter what our circumstance is. We thank you, Father, right now that you bless our pastors, Liz and Jason, as they are regrouping, getting together, having a good time in you, Lord. Thank you that you give them wisdom. Thank you that you give them peace. Thank you that you give them understanding of everything that they need to fulfill the destiny and the call that is on their lives. And Father, we pray for our founding pastors as they are setting and embarking out in a new journey, a new ministry, a new profession of proclaiming the miracle working hand of God everywhere they go. Father, we just thank you for greater anointings, greater applications of everything that you're doing in their, in their life. We thank you, Father, that you fill their calendar to abundance, that they book out a year in advance to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the miracle worker, to proclaim the way maker, and to proclaim the promise keeper, because you are a faithful God. You are a God who loves your people. 
You are a God who delights in your people. And you are a God who keeps your people on the path of righteousness. For wide is the gate that leads you astray. But narrow is the gate on the path of righteousness for today. Oh, I hear the Lord say, today is all you need to care about because tomorrow has enough care of its own. Today is the day of salvation. Today, the Lord is with you in everything you need, in everything you're doing, and every place you're going. Father, thank you for making us known where we were never known before. Us, your believers. Us, your believers. Making us known in places that we didn't know of. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for your word, for your way, for your will. I thank you for bringing heaven to earth. I thank you for open doors. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Jesus Jesus, I thank you for open doors. I thank you for abundant harvest coming in, Lord. Abundant harvest for everything that we need. Everything that we need. Nothing missing, nothing lacking. Everything provided. And just because you don't get it today, that doesn't mean it won't come in the todays that are coming. Because every day on my calendar, says the Lord, is today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hello, I could go home right now. It would be wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Corey. (laughs) That's wonderful. Oh, I love the presence of God. There's no place like his presence. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Well, I don't get to talk for a long time. You can be seated. I'm sorry that I'm making you stand here. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I think almost everybody here knows me. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chris. I lead Women to Women on uh, the second and the fourth Saturday of the month. Um, I also lead prayer. Um, which is every Tuesday of the week. And to be honest, these last couple of days with doing Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm like, oh my goodness, I just can't imagine what it's like to be a pastor who has to do this every day, every day, every day. I mean, on second and fourth, you know, that means I get a week in between where I can just kind of be. And for the last three days... I have not been because I had women to women on Saturday and I had Tuesday morning prayer and I had Sunday at church and I had Wednesday and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a whole new respect for what pastors do because it, it's a lot. They do a lot. Um, I know I have notes here somewhere. At Women to Women, one of the things that we talk about a lot is our identity in Christ. Now, I truly, it's one of my beliefs that I think knowing who you are in him is one of the 
biggest avenues for you to overcome because it's in that identity where you become all that you were called to be. It's not my identity anymore because I laid me down. I surrendered all of me for all of him. It's only him anymore. It's only him. There is one gospel that we preach always that I will always preach, and that is Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Savior. I am going to, if I can find it in here, as you can tell, I, can, I have all I can do to see right now. But God is good. God is good. Here we go. Now we're on the right page. I'm going to read this um, James chapter 1. Verse 2, we all know it. And, you know, um, used to be I was a big control person. Used to be. Not so much anymore. The last time when I taught here on a Wednesday night, about, well, I had about two weeks' notice. And I'm thinking, well, I need to call the people who are doing worship and I need to say, this is the song I want you to play. And then the Lord, he's so gracious, Holy Spirit. He's like, yeah, you trying to control that? And I'm like, nope, don't want my hand in it. Don't want my hand in it. So I didn't call anybody to say, you play this, you do that. And this is how I fight my battles. You rock, Corey. You rock. I want you to know that. Because we all go through trials and tribulations. <clears throat> I'm going to read this to you. Now, hopefully my Bible will open right to it. James 1. Thank you, Jesus. It worked. I'm going to read this out of the complete Jewish Bible. I don't know if anybody has heard of it or anybody knows it, but it's on your U version. If you have a U version, you can key into CJB. And I'm going to start with chapter, er, chapter 1, verse 2. It said, regard it all as joy, my brothers, when you face various kinds of temptations. For you know that the testing of your trust produces perseverance. But let perseverance do its complete work so that you may be complete and whole, lacking nothing. Every test that I've ever had, and I can only talk about me because I don't know about all the tests you've had. One of the things um, <laughs> Carmi will always say, hey, as Chrissy Lou says, it's all good. Even if it's bad, it's going to work out good. Because I say that all the time, no matter what the circumstance is. Today I was talking with somebody and they were talking about the trials and tribulations. And the only thing I could tell them was, well, the only thing I did tell them, I could tell them a bunch of things, but that God works even when you can't see him working. He's always working. He's always making a way. He's always doing what he does best, and that is taking care of you, taking care of me. And I, I remembered when my mother, now my mom has been gone, it'll be 19 years in October, and I remember 
just like it was yesterday, the doctor coming out of her room. I had been standing in the doorway. When I saw him getting ready to leave, I stepped over into another little, I don't know what they call those little niches in the hospital. But anyway, I stepped there and he came over to me and he said, I'm going to tell you this because you look like you're a strong person. (laughs) I thought, yeah, the only strength I got, baby, is Jesus. And he he told me that my mom had um, brain cancer. <clears throat> and that she uh, she wouldn't be around for very long. And I said, okay. You know, my father walked out, and uh, the doctor looked at me. Then he looked at my father, and I said, oh, you can tell him too. I said, matter of fact, I'm going to take a walk. So I walked down the hall. I made a turn, a right-hand turn, into another hall where there wasn't any rooms. It was just, it was leading to somewhere. I don't I even know to this day. But I threw my hands up and I said, Lord, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the doctors say. I'm going to praise you anyway. Because this is how I fight my battles. This is how we fought our battle when Pastor Jim was in Maine. We worshiped, we praised, we said no to the enemy. We said he will live and not die. Because that's how we fight our battles. Every trial and tribulation, it's just a test. It's just a test. Another thing I say is, it's just a test. If I pass, great. If I don't, I'm pretty sure I'll get it again. It's inevitable. You'll get it until you get it. And once you get it, all is well. We're going to keep praising. Matthew 6, 13. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture tonight. Just, well, maybe a lot. Matthew 6, 13 in the translation, uh, no, in the Passion Translation, it reads like this. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. Who rescues us? Jesus. Jesus. Holy Spirit, if you want, you can say that too, because Holy Spirit is the one who's doing all the work down here. What is the result of trials and tribulation? First, they're to make us joyful. Whether we want to be happy or whether we don't, they are to make us joyful. So I wrote on here, joy for the journey. What does joy do to you or to me when you're going through a trial or a tribulation? Well, according to this, it produces perseverance when you are trusting in the Lord. The reason I chose the complete Jewish Bible is because in the Jewish Bible, they don't use the word faith. They use the word trust. Even in 1 Corinthians for the love chapter, they use the word trust for faith. A lot of people struggle with faith because it sometimes can be complex. It's hard to understand. For me, when I read this, in, in, when I read the complete Jewish Bible and everywhere, and I, would, I read a lot of translations just to get the firm understanding of what 
is being translated. And the word trust for me gave me an understanding that it's not my faith, it's or not my faith, but it is my faith, but it's my trusting in him to know that he's going to do the work. He's the one who makes me lie down in green pastures. He's the one who leads me beside the still waters when I'm anxious. He's the one who restores me to righteousness, not for my name's sake, but for his name's sake. Everything he does through us, for us, is so that we have a story that will serve somebody else. That to me is amazing. So when we count it all joy, when we go through trials and tribulations, when we praise, when we're going through a battle, and sometimes we need an Aaron and her when we're going through the Bible, when we're going through the trial, when we're going through the tribulation, I got people I call and say, hey, I'm in trouble here. My arms are falling down. I'm growing a little weary and well-doing. Somebody pray for me. Because we need each other. Everybody has a part to play. This is not a one-man show. Not in these last days. It can't be. God is producing unity like he has never produced unity before. I mean, when we get together on Saturday mornings, Every woman that comes into that place, they kick right in to agreement with what's going on in the group. I mean, it is, it astounds me sometimes because like Jan Anderson says, I get to be there and I'll walk away. I'll get in my car after it's over. It doesn't matter if it's lasted an hour and a half or if it's lasted three hours, I'll get in my car and I'll go, you did good, Lord. You did good. Everybody has a piece of the puzzle. I could talk about a tapestry. Because in, in doing tapestries, you can have a color green, but there are so many shades, there are so many tones of that color green that all of them make that tree, make that grass pop out. And we need each one. Every one of you here is needed in the body of Christ. Every one of you has a part to play. So when you're walking through your trial and your tribulation and you are counting it at all joy, you're building integrity in you. You're building character in you. Character that will sustain you through all the ages, all the eras, all the dimensions of time. When the Lord gave me that thing about today, and I taught it at Saturday, and I taught it here on a Wednesday night, today, 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 it revolutionized how I think even about tomorrow. I was praying for something that I know is going to happen, an event, and I was like, Lord, you know the todays of tomorrow. Help me to kick in to your today for that tomorrow so that I can pray it out exactly as it's supposed to be. Because Jesus is ever interceding for us. He knows the todays of tomorrow. God wrote every one of them down, 
even the September day, he had that written down already. He knew that was going to happen. We didn't. We were all shocked. But we praised. We worshiped. We commanded life to be, and it was, because we are people of integrity. We are people of character. We are people who can stand in the gap when others cannot, that will bring change, will bring miracles to them in their season and in their time. In, we are in a new age. We are in a new era. We are in a new dimension of time. I truly, you know, I mean, my grandmother, um, she was a four-square gospel minister. She would, from the time I was yay high, she would say, you better behave because you're in the last days. And if you don't, <laughs> Jesus is coming for you. And I'm like, that's that good old Pentecostal. We're going to make you fear the Lord. <laughs> you're going to be afraid. You're not going to be in awe and reverence, but you are going to be afraid. You know, and it's, we need to have the joy to be full of integrity and character so that we can produce all that God would have us to produce. These trials and tribulations, each one of them that you walk through with integrity, with character, with fighting your battle with your arms raised and your hands held high, knowing that, yeah, the situation may break you, but it's going to cause you to surrender to everything that God wants you surrendered to. And your identity is going to become more confident in the one who created you than it is in any man who stands before you, than it is than any doctor that stands before you, than it is than any trial or tribulation is going to move you. In your identity, by walking through these trials and tribulations, the full view of your destiny and purpose will be fulfilled. doesn't matter how old you are. You know, I mean, even the other day I was going, Jesus, do you know how old I am? Hello. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. So <laughs> Jesus said, I know, but I will be with you even unto your gray hairs. And I'm like, yeah, got that. <laughs> got that. Now we're going to go to First Peter chapter 1, and I'm going to read out of the Passion again. I'm going to start in verse 2. The title of this chapter is called Our Living Hope. Our Living Hope. <laughs> Woo. You are not forgotten, for you have been chosen and destined by Father God. The Holy Spirit has set you apart to be God's holy ones obedient followers followers of Jesus Christ who have been gloriously sprinkled with his blood. May God's delightful grace and peace cascade over you many times. Verse 3, celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy. 
And I don't know about you, but all I have to do is look over my past and go, thank you for your mercy, Lord. Because <laughs> by all rights, I should have been dead a whole long time ago. But God has a plan, and it's good, and his mercy is extravagant, and he is keeping me safe for such a time as this. For his fountain of mercy has given us a new life. Every morning I wake up, I say, it's a brand new day. Your mercies are new every morning, and you are faithful all through the night. Every day is brand spanking new. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That word in there, it has a footnote here, and it's for the word hope. It says, the God of resurrection gives us a powerful hope to excel in life. We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminished. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause, now you know what the cause is, right? That's your full salvation that is ready to be revealed. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy. (laughs) Even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. But this only reveal, but these trials only reveal the sterling core of your faith. Which is far more valuable than gold that perishes, for even gold is refined by fire. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, more glory, and honor when Jesus, the anointed one, is revealed. You love him passionately, although you did not see him. But through believing in him, you are saturated with an ecstatic joy. I just love that. Indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. For you are reaping the harvest of your faith, the full salvation promised you, and your soul's victory. Holy moly, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to get this done. You are chosen by the Father. You have been set apart by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the one who totally sanctifies you for everything that God has called you to be. And we are to be surrendered to Christ. And 
That means being quick to obey even the slightest thing. Sometimes you're going to have to take risks. Some people don't. I, I mean, I am. I, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to stop saying this somewhere down the road because it's just true. I am an introvert by nature. I prefer to be alone. I like my alone time. I like reading books. That's where I get energized is when I'm alone. You put me in a crowd of people, I will find a wall. I will find a corner. I am not one who just is, I'm not the party girl. I've never been the party girl. I've been the one who goes in another room and somebody has to come find me when it's time to leave because that is just not who I am. So for me being up here, if it looks easy to you that I'm up here, trust me, it's not easy for me. I don't have a problem being at Women to Women because I'm sitting down with them. I'm, I'm with them. I'm part of that group. When you're up here, I just feel like, oh, my gosh, Lord, everybody's staring at you. Everybody's looking at you, you know, all that good stuff. Well, they are because they're looking at you, you know. But taking risks to jump out and do something to become extroverted when you are an introvert, that's taking a risk. And that's letting God use you and be fully surrendered to him to lean into him to know that Okay, Lord, I mean, I'll be honest, from noon till 5 o'clock, I was going, you got this, Lord, right? You got this, Lord, right? I have prepared. I had all my notes. I had, I read all these books here, and I was like, you got this, Lord, right? Because my insides are like crazy. I did not eat. And I'm like, I told my husband, who's sitting back there, thank you, honey, for coming. I said to him, I said, when this is done, I'm going to eat. <laughs> but I'm not going to eat when my stomach is like, you got this, Lord, right? <laughs> you will take care of this tonight. So we thank God. You know, I was, I, I think it was in Colossians. Let me see if I can, is this it? Colossians. Okay, I got five minutes. Colossians. This will only take a minute, and I'm just going to tell you a little story. Because in chapter one of Colossians, the title of that one is Heaven's Hope. And I'm going to go to verse 12. And I'm going to read through to verse 17. It says, Your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us. This is what every holy believer is qualified Every one of you here tonight is qualified to experience by living in the light. He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. For in the son, all our sins are canceled. Canceled canceled. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. They're canceled. We have the release of redemption through the ransom 
price he paid, his very blood. He is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God and the firstborn heir of all creation. For through the Son, everything was created, both in the heavenly realm and on earth, all that is seen and all that is unseen. <clears throat> I, I could go on, but I'm going to tell you of a... I was praying the other day. I was reading this, which it's good to read this. It's good to read the Bible, right? Everybody should read it every day. And I read, for through the sun, everything was created. And I thought, okay, Jesus created me. He created me. And then I went back into Genesis 1. God created by his spoken word. Who is the spoken word? Jesus is the spoken word. He created me. And I thought, Jesus created me in the beginning because God had a dream about me. And God wrote a book about me. And so he, Jesus, knows what God's dreams are. So he spoke the word and I was created before the foundation of the world was formed. I was created, you were created, all your kids were created, everybody was created. And I thought, okay, he created me, then he gave me back to the Father. Now, then I fast forwarded to Jesus hanging on the cross, dying for my sins, for my salvation. And I thought, he had given me as a gift in Genesis 1 when I was created by the spoken word. And I thought, he looked out when he was on the cross and the Father gave us back to him at that moment. And he died for all of my sins that day. He went into hell and died as me. And then... He was resurrected, and I was resurrected 2,000 years ago by him. But yet I wasn't born. I wasn't born until sometime <laughs> later, much later. <laughs> and I thought, okay. Then I went and read, and I'm going to leave this for you for homework because it's just one minute past 7.30, when you go home tonight, read John <clears throat> chapter 17. Because in there, probably about 10 times in that prayer that Jesus prayed over his disciples and over us, the future, it says, who you gave to me and I gave back to you a multitude of times. So... <clears throat> That's where we're going to end. I hope this has brought, do you want to play just a little bit for a couple minutes? Just to end in prayer. If anybody has a request or has a need or wants hands laid on them, Pastor Jim is here, Maureen is here, Tammy is here, I'm here. Um, we can lay hands on you and pray with you while Corey so wonderfully plays and strums that guitar.
And Father, I just bless everybody who came out tonight. I thank you for them, Lord. I thank you for the purpose, for the call of God that is on their life. I thank you that you are causing them to understand their purpose, understand the will that you have for them, and that they would walk in their destiny. They would fulfill every plan, every everything that is written in their baby book that is recorded in the heavenly journals for each person that is represented here and those that are not here that belong to this family, Lord, that everything would come to pass as you have written it. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we'll be up here to pray with anyone if you want if you want prayer, but let me just do a general blessing. I think Chris did an amazing job. I think you should do this more often. (laughs) Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful that we get to gather in your presence. And Father, it's just so good to be around people that are hungry for you. And so, Lord, thank you. You said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And so, Father, we thank you tonight, Father, for filling our hearts, filling our lives. Thank you that our cup runneth over tonight, Father. Thank you that our cup runneth over. You do exceeding, abundant, above and beyond what we can even imagine, Father, because you are a good God. You do good and you are good. Father, thank you. Thank you as we prepare to leave this evening. We give you the praise and all the glory and all of the honor in Jesus' matchless and wonderful name. And everyone said, amen. If anyone desires prayer, we'll be up here and be happy to pray for you. Otherwise, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.